Welcome to another episode of the Arena Craft podcast focused exclusively on Magic the Gathering Arena. This is a time-shifted episode. This is a Teferi went back in time and released next week's episode early. No, that's not true. This is just a hot take episode. We release these every once in a while and there's just something interesting and relevant in time that happens in Magic that we don't want to wait for an entire other week to talk about. So I'm Arjuna, I'm one of your hosts, I'm joined today by Covert Go Blue, our other host, and CGB, I would say that we got 50% of a ban announcement today, what do you, what do you think? 50%? I mean, if you, if you heard what I had to say, we got like 25% of my ban announcement, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, yeah. some are greedier than others, right? So, some are greedier than others. <laughs> some people feel like we got 5%, you know, so, so there we go, but uh Yeah, they were nice and early today. I feel like usually they wait until after the lunch break, right? It's like the the so-called wizard's lunch break, and then they make afternoon announcements. But it was like 8 a.m. Pacific or 7.30 Pacific or something. They just rolled them right out this morning. Tilted me. It was because this is my fr- this was my first ever ban announcement party. The plan was to have the stream going, to have the <laughs> champagne ready to pop, and to sing songs. And instead, I got out of the shower to find out it already happened, and I had to flip on the stream with wet hair. Yeah, not and not acceptable by my standards, personally. Which I, I think wet hair kind of describes the way a lot of people probably <laughs> feel about this <laughs> announcement. So. All right. Well, so so where do we want to start with this? Because they indeed did all of the three things that they had. Um, I guess they they never promised anything, right? But they did three things that they intimated they were going to do. Namely, they made bands in historic, they made bands in standard, and they did make a change, which was a fairly substantial change to the companion mechanic. So I figure. Like probably a lot of what we want to talk about today is is the standard and companions portion of it. But why don't we just let's just get it out of the way right now and just say WTH happened with not banning Winota in his Stark. Like whoa 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 whoa. We should probably tell somebody might be tuning into this to find out what the bans are. Okay, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> So, do you want to just give us the rundown? I'll give you the gist. All right, people out there, great people of the internet, you have been liberated from Agent of Treachery on MTG Arena competitive formats. It is banned in Standard. It is banned in Historic. You have been liberated by its buddy in crime, Fires of Invention, a four-mana enchantment that kind of doubles or triples your mana and makes everything free who thought this could be bad this card is now banned in historic this card is now banned in standard that's it for the ban list those two cards fires of invention basically what they did treachery was they were like yeah you know agent of treachery has been annoying a lot of people in standard let's get rid of that fires of invention your time i mean it's been Fires of Invention's time to go for a while, so I've just, again, Teferi's kind of traveling traveling back in time to finally ban a card that should have been banned a long time ago, but, you know, we'll take it. 
we'll take it. But then I, I think feel like they fit- looked at historic and they were like, yeah, I'll just have what standards having, <laughs> you know, they were, they were like, sure. <laughs> and, 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 and to be fair, like, I have no issues with banning those cards in historic, like by all means, you know, that deck was annoying in standard. It was going to be annoying in, you know, in historic as well. So, so well done, right? Well done on that. I'm, I'm totally fine with that, but. But like when that is where the ban list ends in historic, that's when I started to raise my eyebrow pretty hard. I mean, you 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 need you. This is burning a hole in you, isn't it? I I didn't even get to mention companions yet, but let's just do it. Like this is burning a hole in you. Go, I get them. All right. (laughs) Where do I even begin? I think Winota to me is just, it's so emblematic of this kind of like recent design philosophy in Wizards. And it just bothers me on so many levels, right? Because it's one of these cards where it 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 gives you it gives you perverse incentives, right? So it's one of these cards that asks you to warp a deck around it, which is fine. You want your powerful build arounds to be kind of deck warping. So no problems there. But it's one of these cards where when it goes off, it just goes off so hard. And and like I was talking about on the last episode, it's like the fun, when you're assessing the fun of, of the Winota mechanic, it's like one of these cards where it's just guaranteed that if someone's playing a Winota deck, one player is just not having fun. And... I think it, it's one of these cards that's so swingy and there's so much RNG that goes into it that you have these moments where you're like, I built my whole deck around this and I basically flip a coin, right? And if I if I have good hits, I win on the spot. If I have bad hits, then, you know, I give my opponent a response window and then maybe, you know, they just completely hose my deck, right? And so I think that it suffers from a lot of the, the same reasons why they fired Etherworks Marvel. is because Etherworks Marvel was basically like the artifact version of the Winota deck. You had to build a deck which in a lot of ways was a little bit janky to build around this utterly busted, overpowered card which let you cheat cast things into play, right? And... There was the, the, it was just such a feels bad when someone went off with it early in the game and you just felt like you couldn't do anything about it. And then if your deck didn't come together, it was just utter garbage, right? And I, I think that cards like that are just not... They're not fun on either side of the table a lot of the time. Um, it's, it's so swingy. When they work, they feel unstoppable. When they don't work, they feel like garbage. And I just, like, I think... I don't think that this is a good direction for magic. Like, I don't think that cards like these add to the net strategy of the game. They don't add to the net enjoyment of the game. They certainly don't add to the net balance of the game. And so it just kind of leaves me to wonder what actually these cards are even for. I think Winota is a perfect example of a card that would be like an incredibly fun build around in Commander, right? So like if they'd released Winota in in the latest Commander set, 
more power to you. I think Winota has that kind of like fun factor that people look for in Commander, right? Um, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it kind of does big, you know, Timmy things or, or Johnny thing. I, I always forget which one of those <laughs> is Winota which. is banned in Brawl, by the way. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so I just like... But I, I think it's it's a good card for formats like that. I think it matches the power level of Commander well. I think that it matches the kind of like, let's see if I can go offness of Commander well. Um, even if you do go off super hard, like there are other players to keep you in check. So so I think Winotes is just like a perfect example of a card that would have been really fun in Commander. But I think that just, you know, due to various things like people being able to play it a turn early... People have figured out the combination of Arboreal Grazer and Gilded Goose and Winota, right? Which is is basically just like this cheesy way of getting it out early and then like swinging with your zero power creatures to immediately get some hits off of Winota. So anyway, this is just like my long-winded way of saying that... Um, I, I just think Winota is not a fun... It's, it's not fun. It's not balanced. Um, I think that it doesn't leave a great number of strategic windows for the opponent. And in Historic specifically, it's just such an oppressive card. And I think that there's just so much opportunity for it to continue to be an oppressive card. And it's one of these problem cards, right? Where you're just like, you always have to keep an eye on Winota to see whether it's running away with your format or not. And so, and, and, and you said this so well on your stream earlier, CGB, is that these historic decks weren't even playing Agent of Treachery. You know what I mean? <laughs> like some, mm. like some of them yes. were, right? Some of these Naya decks were, but it was like a fun of basically. They were just like running one copy of it in the hopes to spike it off of Winota, right? So anyway, that's that's just kind of my argument for why I think that Winota. I mean, I personally, I thought it should have been banned in both standard and historic, but I think in historic, it's actually egregiously at the top of the magic game so anyway that's my winota rant what's your take on it just to like clear it up yeah um in historic a deck that features none of the banned cards it didn't play with fires of invention and if it played with agent of treachery it only played with one or even that it often had none of them um, that deck in Historic that posted a 70% win rate in Jeff Hoogland's tournament while being the most played deck in that tournament made up both sides of the finals. I mean, that, that, that's all messed up stuff. That deck emerges completely unscathed uh, by these bands. And I think that it wouldn't have surprised anybody to see Winota banned in Historic. Some people have said that it's from the new set, so they're hoping to sell packs. Um, that's That doesn't apply <laughs> to Historic because it's not a paper format. It's an MTG Arena-only format. So if there's any format on the entire planet without that defense, it's Historic. It's like the so, only format, right? <laughs> right. It's the only Arena-only format that I know of. I, I mean, unless it, oh, you want to talk about some of the, the, the silly event stuff they yeah. do. So... There is a Mythic Championship coming up in Historic. I believe it's in August. Maybe they just want to take some time to watch people rank up ladder, winning on turn three with Angrath's Marauders. I I don't know. I'm just... I'm kind of amazed by that. 
And what we talked about on Twitch with my chat was, I said, does anybody here, would any of you be surprised to find out that R&D has never played a game of Historic? <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's Twitch chat. They're going to jump on anything. But universally, it, it seemed the sentiment was that absolutely they would not be surprised if nobody there had ever played Historic before in their life. Uh, so um, that is going to be something to watch for especially if they only look for win rate data which seems to be the metric they used recently they they cited the 55 percent win rate and higher of fires of invention slash agent of treachery decks as a cause for the ban and if they're looking for data like that maybe they don't keep it on just ladder play on arena and even then even if they do it's not Ladder play on arena isn't the greatest indicator because historic, like there aren't official tournaments. There aren't widely spread net decks. It's still kind of a wild west, but it's just kind of, I I can't believe it. Um, was fires of invention a big problem in historic? The only deck that played it that was good was Luca agent and they banned agent. Um, I, I don't know. I, I have never felt like I was being oppressed by fires of invention in historic. Not once. Me neither. Yeah. So it's it's so strange to me because it feels like there was just a copy paste and a zero effort put in. And it's just the, this continued frustration of people who want to like historic that they have with wizards who seem to be like, well, here's a format, but we honestly don't care what happens to it. It's just a dumpster for cards, so we don't have to do anything else for you when we do rotation. Um, that's gross. I, I don't like looking at it that way, but they will have to address it before the Mythic Championship. It's too bad that they finally gave us a ranked queue for Historic and then promptly let the format go to hell, um, quite frankly. Yeah, that's it's a good way of putting it. And I think it's just especially sad that like you look at the his like the new historic anthology and there's there's nothing in that anthology which gives us any clues or any answers as to how we would tackle a deck like Winota either. You know, it's like and and one of the things that bothers me about this, I've seen a lot of of uh people responding to outcry like for example, you know, Jeff Hoagland obviously um very, very displeased with the not banning of Winota. Um, Saffron Olive, other notable historic player, very not pleased with the, the not banning of Winota. And, and I read these comment threads in response to their posts, and there are all these people just being like, lol, run removal, right? Lol, main deck graph diggers cage. What's the big deal? Etc. 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 That always happens. There's always people who do that. <laughs> you know what those people do? They don't they don't do that. <laughs> no, no, they don't. <laughs> they're either playing a different format or they're playing the deck in question anyway. Right? They're they're obviously not out there trying to solve the real problems that are posed for the format. So, you know, trolls. Indeed. And it's it reminds me, it's it's almost like the people saying, um, if if you've followed modern in the last year, these people saying like just main deck leyline of the void to combat hogak right <laughs> which is like when you when you just have like every every meta deck in the format having to main deck these copies of like this extremely particular hoser card just to handle one particular problem card in the format like you have a problem in your format and I, and and I think it's it's just doubly true of a format like historic, right? Because historic, 
and standard for that matter, they are like, they're specifically not modern power level formats, right? And I think that's, that's what starts to bother me is when I see these decks and these cards that are kind of approaching this modern level of swinginess and this modern level of explosiveness. And like, we, you know, A of all, we don't really have the tools to, I, I would say we don't have the tools to adequately deal with that in, 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 and, and here's what I mean by that. In modern, like, every deck has to have a plan for either winning on on turn three or preventing your opponent from winning on turn three, right? So that's the texture of the format. And there are incredibly powerful decks, you know, that, like, people are doing Tron, people are playing Urza. Um, there are, there's just a lot of strong interaction in the format. You know, you have access to cards like Fatal Push, right? You have access to Fetch Lands, you just have access to a lot of very, very powerful cards which give you the tools to deal with these disgusting like turn three or even turn two plays, right? But in a format like Historic, you don't the, the power level of the interaction just isn't there. Like what are the good counter spells in Historic? There aren't any, right? Um, and, and really what's the good removal in historic? It's like, oh, sure. Like we do have some like two mana instant speed removal, whatever. Right. But as you raised as well, it's like one of the problems with this deck is that you kill Winota. They can just fauna shaman up another one. Right. Or you kill Winota and then you get beaten down by a Danto Vanguard. And so it's like the, the amount that you would have to warp your deck to just like really consistently adequately have a good game plan against it. It's not particularly feasible. And, and what else are you doing in the format, which can keep up with it? Right. It's like, I don't know, maybe you're like turn to vomit out a bunch of burning tree emissaries can keep up with Winota, but I'm not even sure about that. So, yeah, it's a gross deck. Yeah. Um, and people will have to show us how to beat it quite frankly um because now we have that that's our job now <laughs> that's our job now i mean maybe control we just have to load up with a ton of spot removal and that's where it is you know that's what we have to try if that's what you want to do and if you're another aggro deck you have to have something that kills a four mana four four for a cheap price we'll see maybe this is what makes Doomblade playable again almost a necessity that we have to interact in this way but it's not fun and in best of one it's going to be an absolute train wreck mm. now i know that you're going to say just don't play best of one look not you the listener <laughs> right there's going to be listeners out there um but i i know for a fact it's not good policy to just destroy a way that people enjoy engaging with magic and a lot of people enjoy best of one and i'm just yeah, I'm puzzled. I'm puzzled by the announcement, but I don't know. We're we're probably going to have to agree to let historic rest because there's not much we can do about it. Um, it's kind of interesting that historic is not nearly as companion focused as standard. So mm. the nerfs to companion don't change nearly as much, I think, for historic as they do for standard. But yeah, I mean, do you have anything else you want to add on historic or should we dive into like what what's going to happen to standard now? Yeah, let's move into standard. And I think you made a good segue there with the best of one because I was what I was going to say was that, you know, I I'm 
I wasn't like super hard up on banning Winota in standard, right? But I do think that having Winota running a mark in specifically standard best of one is still going to be kind of tricky and problematic. Um, and I think there are a lot of people who, you know, are just not happy in, to see. In, in standard best of one? Standard best of one. Yeah. Not historic best of one? Um, yeah, like uh, like I'm I'm pivoting now into thinking about like okay. Winota's effect in the, in the standard best of one. I I mean, until new cards are printed, I think Winota is nerfed in standard by the loss of agent because there's nothing great to hit into. I I think that you're right, but I think that like there's a lot of there's there's a lot of like second run things that you can do with Winota, which I think still make it pretty busted in standard. Um, I, I definitely agree that minus agent, you take a lot of the teeth out of the deck, right? But, um, I, I, I still think that it's a card of concern. I'm still concerned about it. I think that maybe it's not going to be reflected in like the, you know, the winner's meta game. So maybe we won't see Winota at the top of mythic and standard, and maybe that's enough. Right. Um, but I, I think that it's still a pretty miserable card to play against overall and standard, but I'll concede the point. Like, I, it's it's definitely not, you know, it, it wasn't top of my list of, of things that I thought were really problematic about the format. Um, but, so let's, let's talk about missing... Let, let's talk about what is missing from standard, right? And I actually think... I think that you had both of these cards in your proposed bands, didn't you, for standard? I think you named Fires yeah. and Agent. <laughs> you know, if you throw enough stuff at a wall, <laughs> some of and it sticks. I, I can't take much credit. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I think that you were pretty on point because it was two out of your three, right? I did. You said Teferi as well. Was that right? Uh, yeah, I said that what I wanted were eight cards, and then my actual prediction was Teferi fires and and agent, and you know, we should take time to talk about Teferi. I'm not sure what order you want to do this in, but just the joke I keep thinking of is he went back in time and saved himself from being banned. That's the only explanation. It, I mean... What a slippery boggle. What a slippery <laughs> guy! He always gets out of it! How? Somehow. How? Somehow. And I, you know, I maintain that Teferi just... Teferi has friends on the inside. That's the only... You know, it's like... There's, there's someone protecting Teferi, right? There's a platinum angel at Wizards that's just always on Teferi's side of the battlefield. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I don't really know what to say about it that hasn't already been said. I think that um, the, the misery will continue. I don't know what it's going to take to get it banned in standard. And it, at this point, I think it's probably just going to go the way of... Gideon, right? There was that um was the Zendikar Gideon Planeswalker who yeah. you know made two two tokens and yep. everyone just hated it for the entirety of standard. It was like <laughs> they it, sure did. It was just like one of those cards. It was just like a little bit too strong, the entirety of standard, and it just <sighs> It just I long for those days. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> how how childish we were. <laughs> we should have been grateful for the the standard we had where Gideon was worth complaining about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and now we get most of Gideon at Uncommon for Kazmina. No one plays it. <laughs> so anyway. Um so so yeah, Teferi's I don't know. 
He's he's working his temporal magic and and manages to dodge yet another ban in standard. And thus we can't play like a third of the cards that we would otherwise want to play in a format like standard. Yeah, counter spells are still sitting in an ugly place, except for mystical dispute. It's And is mm-hmm. you know, isn't that interesting? Like, who would have thought when Mystical Dispute was printed that it would go on to just be like the only playable counter spell in standard, right? I mean, it's it, it's it is it really is a testament to the power of Teferi, right? It really is. Yeah, um, Teferi's presence in the Jeskai Fires deck, of course. Now that deck is pretty much toast, as both the Cavalier build. Sorry about your Mythic wildcards, and the Jeskai Luka build. Sorry about your Lukas. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because there's a lot of decks that are... There's a few decks that are unchanged. And Team of Reclamation being a big one that never ran a companion. Doesn't have any cards from this ban list. And is not exactly a wonderful play experience. As it's often rampant wilderness reclamation. Counter your thing, counter your thing, counter your thing. Blast you for a million. You know, good game. Fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Teferi exists to combat that, so it's going to be interesting to see what deck Teferi takes up shelter in without fires, because the fires deck is what basically made him a... He, he was the flag bearer. He came down, the opponent had to deal with him, and then you did broken stuff, whether they dealt with him or not. And now it's he's a stall tactic, but other decks are going to be doing broken things around him. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I think so. I definitely think that Bant is that the Bant color combination are going to be one of the biggest beneficiaries of this announcement um, because, you know, Teferi's always been good there. And of course, we just have like a wonderful bevy of strong cards just, just waiting to kind of come out and have some more fun in standard now that, you know, the Luca menace has been diminished a little bit, the Agent of Treachery menace has been diminished. I don't think that I'm, I'm going to go out here. I, I like. I think the fires of invention banning is significant. I think agent is exactly what I said on the podcast. A flavor ban. We were mm. promised big monsters. They even said this in the announcement. Like it was supposed to be about big creatures, but agent doesn't let you do that. Like that was almost what they wrote in the announcement. <laughs> paraphrasing. So uh, that had to go. Fires. They actually said is. Like in their future, testing was a constraint on the format. Which, right? Everybody, they're testing the future. Just, just to remind you that's happening. You know, they, but they discovered something. I can't wait to see the card. I'm going to be looking over every spoiler. Like, where's the card that, when combined with Fires of Invention, was too good? Where Fires of Invention was fine until this card had to be printed. You know <laughs> what I mean? So that'll be fun. But we didn't. What we haven't talked about is not what they banned. What they quote unquote nerfed and that's the companions which affects most of the decks in standard and i don't know if this is exactly where you want to pivot but i want to talk about like did they did they shadow ban these did they shadow ban the the companion mechanic this is a nerfing um for those who who missed it you now have to pay three mana 
at sorcery speed to take a companion from the companion zone and put it into your hand. Somebody had an idea similar to this. I, thought it was a really good idea. I, I, I seem to remember someone maybe <laughs> mentioning <was> this exact <laughs> idea as a way to modify companions. So, a, applause for CGB here. Got so, something right. I'd say you got. Let's see. L- let me let me go down the list. Right. So you got two out of three bands in standard. You nailed the companion change, and and you're missing the Winota not banning yep. historic was not your fault. Yep. So I'm gonna <laughs> so I'm so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you three out of four here. Okay. Yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah. Well, now well I can done, scoreboard. Well done. <laughs> so now that there's this tax, the question that we covered on that I was talking about on Twitch and that I want to talk about with you is like, did they pretty like is companion still a thing? Mm. Is it worth paying the companion cost now that these decks have been paying? Or is a deck like Rakdos better off without Obosh and Luris and just trying to build the best 60 cards? You know, what what do you what's going to happen with companion? Is it dead or is it still a thing? Yeah, so and I think again, um, you raised some very good points on your stream earlier today where you were saying, and I think I agree with you, that some of the 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 decks hit hardest by this companion change are definitely the aggro decks that were relying on companion, right? Um, Obosh is just not going to be the same. Like that that threat of being yeah. able to drop it, kind of like as your curve topper on turn four or five, and just kind of get in there. Like that that's a big part of why you run Obosh is because you have that kind of threat, that kind of initiative, and. It's frankly, you know, it's the card that makes all of the mediocre cards in your deck good, right? And so feels unplayable now. Yeah, yeah. It's just like making it a turn later, which is essentially what you've done. It just it gives your opponent that extra turn to play more mana, get more interaction, get prepared. And and that's kind of the thing with these decks, is like, you know, and it's it's almost the same with the mono red pre-companion, right? It's like if it could win on turn four or turn five, then it was pretty good and if it couldn't win on those turns it probably just lost the game right so yeah i i think it's it's maybe death sentence is too strong of a word but i think obosh is is gonna take this one really hard because it's it's a already a five mana card and b an aggro card right but Mm -hmm. i i even think like a lot of these decks built around laris are gonna really struggle like any deck with like a really proactive plan built around Laris, I I don't know if you can still do that anymore. Like I think these, you know, maybe the like these Laris control decks are going to be okay, right? Because these are the kind of decks that are you know trying to play lands, slowing the, down those, the game. Let's be real; those are casual decks. They're not. They're not <laughs> real. True. Let's be. Let, let's be honest. I let's mean, be honest. That's that's a good point, right? <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Laris is a huge loser in this announcement for sure. Um, and I mean, even even Yorian, I think, takes a big hit. Although I do think that Yorian is one of the cards most likely to come through this announcement and be okay. Just because A of all, Yorian decks tend to want to go long anyway. And B of all, like getting an incredible amount of value out of Yorian on turn, you know, seven instead of turn six is still fairly compelling, right? So um, 
I, I think that we're still going to see plenty of, of Yorian play. Um, any deck which is trying to be a bit more reactive and any deck which has like a long game plan in mind, any deck which is is building towards accruing this kind of eventual crushing advantage, um, I think is going to be okay with its companion. So yeah, I really think that it hits proactive decks the hardest. After taking a walk and thinking about it more, um, after doing my stream and such, if you were to ask me gas or ass on all the companions with this new adjustment, with this paying three mana at sorcery speed to add them to the hand before you can play them, I would, I would just, I would consider all of them basically dead, like unplayable in competitive environments except for Yorian. Yeah. That yeah. is the only one that I ha- I hold. Like this one could still matter because that is a that is a companion that makes the game go long and then wants the payoff much later in the game. But Yorian got nerfed in a different way. It's the most affected card by the bans that did happen. That's a good so point. without fires of invention to kind of make that extra mana. By the way. Another reason to ban fires, paying the three mana for your companion would be trivial, right? But um, without Indeed. the extra mana to let Yorian do multiple spells and then get rid of fires and then do all that stuff, without that and without Agent of Treachery to steal more permanents, Yorian looks closer to a fair magic card, and especially if you're paying the three, then five total eight mana cost for it, not nearly as threatening. But I still think that this 80 card lifestyle might persist in some way. There are a lot of Nyssa wilderness reclamation decks that can generate a ton of mana. And there we learned a lot about the power of that blink effect. And with the enchantments from Theros, how strong that can be. So that's the only one that I hold any hope for. I feel like the rest are done. You might Mm. see them in the companion slot when there's no cost. But I don't think you're going to see them on the board like you used to. And Luris Luris took probably the greatest punch in the gut of all because it doesn't feel like it, but when we first looked at this card, we're like, that cost is huge. How many good two-mana or under cards are there even in standard and historic, right? And the answer was enough because Luris is freaking amazing. And... Because of that, these Luris decks persisted. As soon as it's a six-mana card, man, just play a good three-mana card. Play a good four-mana card. Have a real curve again. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that's automatic. I do want to touch on the companion slot being mostly dead. Doesn't mean the companions are dead. I think that mm. there is a home for Luris and Yorian in decks, in yeah. the main deck. Because I think some people are going to... They realized from being almost forced to play with this card by its free nature that it's really freaking good, and they're still going to build around it, just having it as a card in the deck now instead of in the companion, in the free, pretty much mandatory companion slot. So I think Luris and Yorian are good. Their prices may even go up as people may actually play them in decks. But like I think as, the companion one offs, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the companion slot is mostly dead. Like like ninety over ninety percent dead, which is going to make some people really happy. Are you happy? Hard to say. Hard to say, right? So okay, I'm happy about Yarian getting slowed down because frankly, F that card, man. It's 
<laughs> I, I have it out for Yorian. Oh, man. Yeah. What a turn one groan that, that card turned into. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, I'm so done with it, you know? I'm so done with Yorian. Um, and I think... So so I do shed a tear for Loris because I think Loris is actually a shining example of a companion that was just perfectly balanced for standard. I think Loris was... It was just enough. It was really fun. I had an incredible time building all of my Loris decks. I never once felt like, oh my God, this thing is just insane. I can never win against Loris. Right? So I, uh, overall, I just thought that was kind of an A plus design for standard. And so I do feel, I feel sorry for Loris because, you know, he, uh, he was, he was a good cat basically <laughs> well i guess i don't know laris's gender but laris okay. was a good cat you know and okay and uh so I, i'm really gonna miss laris um i think that if if i had to pick the single companion most impacted by this announcement incidentally no one cared about them anyway but still the the companion the most affected by this overall is going to be lutri <laughs> come on because <laughs> nobody I mean, played that <laughs> if you thought lutri was unplayable as a companion before <laughs> just you know just fast forward to now but um how about like one that one that in that in that vein that was seeing some play and starting to gain popularity umori right yeah i mean you you, you're not going to pay seven mana now for a one mana discount on your permanence you know umori was a pretty good balance with in my opinion an interesting restriction that forced create for some creativity and that card is just it's like dead yeah dead card there's just no absolutely no reason to play that it's like you'd have to come up with some incredibly convoluted like turn seven creature combo deck <laughs> to to play umari and that's just that's just not gonna it never was gonna cut it and it's gonna continue to not cut it so yeah it's too bad i i think it's unfortunate that um so many of these good companions are kind of dying for the sins of a, of a couple of the other companions. And I think I'm glad for the decision overall because, you know, companions needed enough, right? Um, but I do think that this one is rough. This, this is a rough one. And I think that while I, while I, 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 in retrospect, I think I agree with you that like the card advantage as being like another potential way to nerf companions. While I don't think that that necessarily would have addressed all of the issue of companions, I think it would have been a gentler way, if a weirder way, to attack the advantage of a companion. So, um, you know, I, I, who knows, right? It's, it's, it's over, the decision is made. Um, but I, I think it, it's funny because when I first heard about this, I was like, yeah, well, that's not that big of a deal, right? You just pay three man and then you get the companion. What's the big deal? And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, nah, <laughs> it's, who's, who's going to like, who's, because that's the thing. You go down the list of companions and you're like, well, which one of these is going to be worth it, right? Like, yeah, like, am I going to pay three so I can get Gigantha? Heck no, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Gigantha was like kind of a meme build around to begin with, but it was it was worth it as a fun card when you know when you just could do it for its normal companion cost, right? It's not going to be worth it now. Um, so I, I think it 
that's another thing that gets hurt here is like if you want to play Zerda in standard or if you want to play Kahira in standard, right? And just kind of have some fun, try something out, do something interesting. It's a little bit of a shame because they're, they're just completely hated out of the format now. True. Um, so yeah, you know rip, rip companions and, uh, yeah. And Yorian, I'll I'll see you in ten minutes on the ladder, and I will still hate you. Yeah, can we get him? Yeah, can we can we take a minute to talk about the ladder before we get into the future? Indeed. This announcement comes out on a Monday. <laughs> the announcement gives us what will be banned, and those cards will not be banned until the Thursday update. Yeah. Now, this seems like a small complaint. And it probably isn't a big deal to a good amount of listeners who can take the next three days to remember the, their Hearthstone logins, you know, <laughs> whatever. I'm just going to give this from the privileged position of a content creator. What the hell am I doing for the next three days? <laughs> Seriously. I don't know what to do. I, I went to record a video and I just, I was like, all right, this is what I do. I, I hit record. I go to ladder. I play this sweet deck. Very first game, Luca Agent. Second game, Winota Agent. And it's like, none of this means anything, you know? Yeah. Like, showing these videos is like, I, I can't tell you anything about my deck because it's never going to have to deal with this. I can't tell you anything about their deck that you don't already know. It's It was kind of silly. And I'm not sure what to do. And three days is a long time in content creation. You are... When you're on that bike, you keep pedaling. You know this. So, yeah, I, I don't like that. I'm, I'm pretty opposed that this is going to be a thing that was announced today and not update till Thursday. It's like, there's got to be a way to clean that up. Yeah, <sighs> it's, it's kind of bizarre. It's kind of bizarre. Like, especially since... Okay, so people were saying, like, well, the companion thing's kind of a modification. That's going to take some coding. It's going to take some, you know, yada, yada, which is, you know, that's fair. Like, I don't know what goes into changing a rule like that on Arena, but I'm sure that it takes some number of human hours of coding to, you know, bug fix and do all the stuff required. So that's fine. Like, if if they said companion's not going to change until Thursday, I don't think anyone would flip the table, right? But yeah, like having agent just and fires still running a in standard for the next three days, it's like surely there's a way to avoid that, right? Surely there's a way to just you know it would just be nice take care of it. Well, yeah, uh, obviously, like a lot of my proposed solutions, even if they wanted a window, would involve like creating an event where you could play future standard, but that would require an update too. And it's all about they don't want to change the Thursday update schedule for whatever reason. That is what's important. Yeah. I mean, I I also wonder whether there's, there's this element of like people are in events, you know what I mean? People are already, you know, it's like, and they don't. Maybe it's a feels bad for a player who, you know, has this deck and, and uh, oh, you know, oh, maybe they want to give dude. people time, right? Dude, dude. So Twitch chat, did you see what I did? No. With with regards to the events? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I so, this, the, so on stream, uh, we read that people will still have time to finish their events with the banned cards. Yeah. So we loaded up Just Guy Luca. We enrolled in a standard event. And we're not going to play it for three months. <laughs> yeah, Three months from now, we're going to play the banned Fires of Invention Jeskai Luka deck in a standard event. 
It's going to be great content. It's going to be plus content. It's going to be glorious. <laughs> the true troll. I love true it. Troll over here. I love it. A, right. a troll only befitting of of Covert Go Blue. Hmm. So, um, okay. So I think that we've done a reasonable job of covering what has happened. Why don't we spend a little bit of time talking about what might happen as a result of all of this stuff? metagame yeah like uh what happens to standard that kind of thing yep exactly and and so as as i was starting to say before i definitely think that we're going to see a return to bant being i mean bant has already like there's there's been particular builds of bant yorian that have already been arguably top of the matter and so i think bant yorian is one of the decks that's going to win the most from these bands, um, probably closely followed by uh, Team Arek. Um Those are probably the two decks that uh, you know that that have already been strong, which will basically get a boost. Um, I also, I don't know. Do you, I, I have some other ideas too? Do you want to kind of jump in on those before we before we move on? I'm not sure about. The I'm not sure about Bant, uh, definitely as it is now. Um, I don't know if it will still play Yorian or if it will go back to 60 cards, mm. shift harder into green, and bring Nissa back into the format. And if it does, I'm not sure how good that is against Reclamation. Because in my opinion, Reclamation is now the deck to beat. This was a deck so powerful, it was still thriving in a Jeskai Luka world. And nothing about this deck was banned. Nothing about this deck was even hampered. It didn't even run a companion. It it it's the clear winner in so many ways. And um, this sounds like a small detail, but it's not small. I know for a fact that this matters. They added a hotkey to float all mana to MTG Arena. Yeah. If you hit QQ, that is a hotkey command that will float all mana as opposed to manually tapping all your lands. And I know for a fact that a lot of good players aren't playing Team Erec in MTG Arena because they found tapping all the land annoying. Well, there is a fix. We probably shouldn't tell them. You can edit this out, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway to, to um, i'm gonna just, come back in time and edit this out <laughs> yes thank you so uh but the tr- that's the truth right that now that this deck is both easier to play and extremely powerful possibly the tier one deck of the meta it will get played by people who now yeah. are going to try to get to mythic or try to play the tournaments like the arena open that just happened because they want to play more mtg arena there's an interesting effect that's going to happen that we haven't talked about much, just that's going to impact the Mythic Ladder in Arena, which is that now that the Pro Tours are being held on Arena, a lot of people, a lot of very, very good longtime Magic players who have been playing Magic Online and have still been playing Magic Online because that's where a lot of Spikes play, it's what they're familiar with, they're being pushed into Arena, for better or worse, they might stay in Arena. And they're going to play the spiky good decks. And I think Team Wreck is going to be an instant pickup for so many of those players. When you see something succeeding, when it's beating you repeatedly, people tend to gravitate towards it, pick it up, craft the cards. I think that there's going to be a ton of Team Wreck for the foreseeable future. But Bant, I'm not sure about. I don't know if Bant can beat it. I know that Teferi is good against it. I don't know if that's enough. 
Um, the counterspell heavy version of Bant that we got used to is probably going to be too, I don't know, it seems too clunky to me. And I don't think Timorek minds playing a game against counterspells because it can eventually just outmana you and outgrind you with Uro. So I'm curious to see what happens to Bant. I'm not positive what will happen there. I think the I, I'm sure that Wreck is probably like 50% of White Safari is even still in standard, right? I mean, I think that that's, that's I'm sure, a conscious decision on Wizards' part. Um, to, Are you sure? Are you sure he just, I, I still, I'm standing by he unbanned himself. <laughs> he unbanned himself. Because this is guard, this is such crap, man. Why, do we, why is this card still here? <laughs> I mean, you know, couldn't we all just agree to like, let's ban Teferi and Wilderness Reclamation. And then, you know, and then the, the heavens will part, you know, the children will dance in the fields. And it only takes well. one spike, dude. <laughs> it only takes one spike. <laughs> um, so those, those two decks, I do think are basically going to be the battle decks for the next so long. You'll see a lot of Bant versus Teamer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like poor aggro got, I feel like the only benefit to poor aggro is that fires is gone. The deck, yeah. like aggro decks in general had a terrible matchup against the combination of Teferi, Deafening Clarion and fires of invention, just blowing them out from turn four onward. Yeah. Like, uh, a fires deck didn't even have to take a turn off to play fires that the aggro could capitalize. They played fires immediately played something else that you had to deal with. And uh, that was part of what held aggro down. Mm-hmm. But the nerfing of companion, I think just, it really, it really takes steam away from them. The lack of fires gives them a bump, but as soon as you take away that companion that was making their games a little more consistent, I, ugh. yeah, I, I think aggro's, actually in a worse place than it was to be honest i would agree i think you know i think we're definitely going to see a return to like ember cleave red um that i think that that deck is like in my opinion the clear choice now if you want to play mono red i think that the obosh mono red list is just utterly dead um, it should be that it was atrocious to begin with. It, to be it honest, was was it, was it even fun to play? Did anybody <laughs> have fun with this? <laughs> yeah, I think you know we're gonna see a lot. My prediction is a lot less phoenixes on the ladder, um, and I, yeah, I think that we're just gonna see more of your Torbrand, Embercleave, Anax, kind of good old, good old red on the ladder. Who knows whether it's still gonna be good or not? Um, who knows whether that deck was ever really good, <laughs> but, uh, it was, it was really good until everybody got like extra cards and yeah. a million mana. So yeah. I, I do think it's still outclassed. Um, but we will see. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. But I, I agree. I, I expect that aggro overall is going to take a big hit. Um, and I'm really curious as well. So do you think that uh john's sack which has already seen a little bit of a resurgence is going to continue to to benefit because it it seems to me like you know the meta is prime for people to be coming back in with like their cat ovens and you know Uh, yeah all that kind of nonsense yeah um sacrifices on my list of one of the decks that i think benefits from this because while it was good with a companion, it was great before the companion, and losing a companion, be it Obosh or Luris, actually gives it 
more options. Like it, it didn't have a lack of powerful cards to play. It just melt. It molded itself to what this companion did because companions were busted. With companions not being busted, it's not in an arms race to keep up with other decks that have companions. It can just play the good cards again. The Jund version can have Trail of Crumbs and Mayhem Devil, and the Rakdos version can have Mayhem Devil and Priest of the Forgotten Gods. You know, um, yeah, like these these were good decks before. Um, arguably the black red aggressive version was the best deck go before Ikoria hit hit the battlefield right so that that's probably not going to change that i i actually i honestly think now that they don't have to choose between obosh and luris and just can say well how about a really sweet 60 or 75 that 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 deck is very dangerous so i hope you like cat oven <laughs> you know do you like cooked cat are you are you into it do you you know, because they got that QQ to float all mana. They don't have like TT to roast all cats. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, right? That's that's my main thing. I'm like, you can have your cats, but I just want like a hotkey. I just want a shortcut. I just want something, right? Give me something, Arena. I just want something to hold, like that I can hold down or press to just completely pass priority. So I am not a victim of your cat oven. If you have to click through it, that's fine. I'll go to the bathroom get a snack. You know, yeah, but yeah. I just want something to actually pass the turn. I agree. It's actually it's one of the. I was going to say it's one of the remaining, but it's actually just one of the many, many quality of life improvements that we're still waiting to see in the game. Like, for example, Magic Online has the classic F six yep. thing, which is is basically just tells the client pass all priority for the rest of this turn stop stop i do arena podcast we're an arena podcast i, I know don't, i know but don't but don't don't make weird. them switch we're, we live don't in switch them over and we have this modern client <laughs> and we're still wishing and hoping for features that have been available in you know what is arguably like the oldest clunkiest client of all time in the history <laughs> of video gaming period right so <laughs> you, you could say so, that i i can't think of anything else like magic online that people are still using somebody will but i can't it, it's just i don't know it's like is it so hard to just give us an f6 as well i mean no no matt you know arena likes to like this this is what annoys me right i can't f6 but but if i decide that i want to set an upkeep stop like any time after the last five seconds of my opponent's turn. Nope, sorry. <laughs> no, good luck. Nope, we're skipping through. Good luck. We're, we're going to give you all the priorities except in the last five to seven seconds of your opponent's turn, and then you, you get nothing. Mm. So rip. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, yeah. So sacrifice gets a boost. Uh, aggro goes down. Team wreck emerges as a clear winner. Yep. Um I think, yeah, I think that the format's just, let's slow this down. The format's going to get a little bit slower. I've got uh, four other decks that I'm curious for your takes on. Do you want to do an improv, gas, or ass segment? I'll just throw a deck at you. Play them on me. All right. Cycling. Cycling. I feel like cycling neither wins nor loses. That's my hot take. Um, I don't think... Maybe it loses a little bit just in that it seemed like cycling actually had a, a decent game against the Luca decks. Um, and so with that not being like a super amazing matchup anymore, then maybe cycling loses a little bit. 
Um, I Here's one thing, and I think that you said this as well, and I totally agreed with you. I don't think that cycling cares that much about the Laris um, companion change. I think that that's probably the Laris deck that's going to be like most fine with the change. Um, I, you know, and maybe they just cut Laris because it wasn't a super important part of their game plan anyway. So yeah, I, I think that my hot take is that uh, cycling either remains about as good as it ever was or maybe goes down just like one notch because it's one of its better matchups isn't really there anymore. I think the cycling deck's the new Fires of Invention deck. It can run Teferi now to make sure the Zenith Flare resolves. There you go. You know, Teferi plus Flare, is that's an interesting thing. Do you, do you think that that deck can afford to take a turn off to play Teferi, though? Could it afford to take a turn off to play Luris? It often did. I, I guess it did. Yeah, I guess it did. Um, it was free, though. And now Teferi replaces itself, and you do need blue mana. But we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, so it's an annoying deck, but it's also one of the cool things about that deck is that it's kind of, it's, it's like, it's such a linear deck and it's such a kind of goldfishy deck that I feel like it it would be hard for me to imagine like a change in the meta that would make, that would kind of render that deck obsolete. Right. Barring just just some kind of. its own thing. Just barring some kind of huge meta meta shift away, you know. I mean, the, if, if we go in some totally different direction, if 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 there's like maybe if there's like some other kind of ember cleavy thing in the format where you're just like dying before you get a chance to to resolve a zenith flare, then maybe we could see a move away from it. But otherwise, I think it's going to be kind of resilient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say it would take like giant rotting regisaurs with trample and double strike <laughs> exactly don't give him ideas cgb all right next deck gasser ass teamer adventures <sighs> boy all right well you're asking a biased audience here because i just think teamer adventures is gas up up down and sideways always have i'm a huge proponent of that deck um but so so as a huge proponent of the deck is it better off now that every it, it seems like that deck didn't get nerfed and everything else did, right? Yeah. Well, so his his kind of my hot take actually this is not quite the question you posed, but I actually wonder if Teamer Adventure is going to be one of the strongest decks post rotation, right? Because it's going to lose as far as I can tell it's going to lose basically nothing whereas all of these other decks are going to lose an incredible amount in the rotation. So that's this is my future earmark. I would say when we have our next standard rotation, just take a look at Teamer Adventure again because it's a deck which is basically going to be completely intact. And who knows, maybe the new sets coming out will will attack it from a different angle or whatever. But But as far as right now, okay. You know, my, my take on Teamer Adventure is that if you were willing, it's like for those willing to go on the adventure and to sign up for it, I think it's always been quite a viable deck. I don't think... So Luca Agent, it's it's kind of like um, cycling where I think Luca Agent was actually quite a good matchup for the Teamer Adventure deck because, you know, they played so many lands that losing lands wasn't necessarily a big deal. Um, that there's like no creature deck out there that cares less about its creatures than team adventure. It's like, sure, take them. <laughs> it's kind of like, 
you know, whatever it is, whatever you want, just take it. I don't care. So I think that, um, again, it loses a little bit by having one of its better kind of top tier matchups go away. Um, one of the most interesting questions for me is how's Timur Adventure versus, uh, versus Reclamation? Terrible for all but the greatest of pilots. Yeah. Right, like Aaron Gertler probably thinks it's a favorable matchup, right? But <laughs> for the rest of us... I think he would tell you it's tough. <laughs> yeah, you think he would? Yep, Yeah, I think he would. I, yeah, I think it's one of those things where, like... So one of the nice things about Adventure is that you can do things like, um, you know, you can nab Repeal from your sideboard, which is, you know, that's pretty good. Um, you can also nab some counter spells from your sideboard, which can be pretty good. So, but the question is, can you do that in a timely manner, right? Can you do that in a, in a fashion in which it's going to matter? So yeah, I, Reclamation is probably poses the, the greatest challenge to the deck. Um, and I have to say actually that the deck has always struggled a little bit against Mayhem Devil. Um, yes, that's, that's, that's been a tough, tough one. thing for the deck, right? So yeah. so, so if the Cat Oven thing, uh, especially featuring Mayhem Devil... And like the Corvold build could sometimes be an issue. So if that kind of stuff rises up, then, you know, the more we talk about it, I think that Teamer Adventure probably takes a dip. I'm not sure how much of a dip. Although I will say that on the other hand, um, it absolutely ruffles these um, these red Embercleave decks. So if we see a huge uptick in those, then I think it could still be a good choice, like on the best of one ladder, for example. I think, yeah, I... You 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 demonstrated your prowess. You worked your way around to it because I think a lot of people suggested that adventures, at least in my circle, adventure suggested that Teamer Adventures one was unscathed, therefore was now a top tier deck. And I think what actually happened here is it lost one of its better matchups, and it gained like strength went into decks that it does not want to play. Yeah. So I don't think it's as well positioned as people think. Yeah. But I'm sure you're going to give it an honorary gas regardless. Oh, it's it's always going to be gas. And it's it's gas until proven otherwise for me. Next deck I'm going to give you is a, another underhand softball. Mono green. <laughs> Mono green. Mono green. I mean, you know, f- forgive me, Rint. Forgive me, Rint, for saying this. But um, mono green was always by the spikes of the world going to be considered ass in in the current standard <laughs> format so <I> the <laughs> truth comes out no so rip li- listen here's here's the difference right teamer adventure is a beloved deck of mine and it is actually a very very good deck mono green is a beloved deck of mine i'm not sure i'm willing to die on the hill of saying that it's a good deck um, God, and you had that green orgy two weeks ago <laughs> you know some sometimes you've just gotta you've gotta remind yourself <clears throat> you gotta remind yourself where things are you know you gotta remind yourself why you like the things you like um yeah i think that that mono green again it's so tough like is mono green good against reclamation right because this is the question you have to ask yourself every deck in the format is now going to have to be measured against reclamation um I actually think it has historically been a fairly reasonable matchup. 
I think yeah, they have trouble killing the creatures. Exactly. I think you know you're good against flame sweep, right? Um, Your creatures can generally get around a shark, right? By the time they're mutating any kind of real shark, you can usually attack around it. I think Reclamation has typically had trouble with Questing Beast. Um, So it's actually, you know, I think in that matchup specifically, I could actually see it being decent, especially since... um, you know, Rint's deck relies upon Vivian Champion of the Wilds, and I do think that instant speeding in monsters at the end of your rack opponent's turn can actually be quite tough for them. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that I think that Mono Green It's so hard though, because his because like Mono Green has a terrible matchup, in my opinion, against um against Priest of the Forgotten Gods. It has a pretty bad matchup against Cat Oven, unless you can get your Tramplers going or unless you can get your Questing Beast going. So I think that Mono Green gains a little in some matchups and loses a little bit in some matchups. About the same? I would say about the same, yeah. I feel like it gained by the nerf to Companion more than anything else. I Mm. think it didn't mind playing Fires that much. Yeah. Uh, because the size factor could usually get over clarions, gem razor could blow up fires and the other enchantments. Like I think it actually wanted that matchup to some degree, anything other than their best draws, it was doing fine. But the companion nerf is interesting because green used to have to give up a lot to play the planeswalkers it wanted to play. And now it, now that sacrifice isn't as meaningful. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I, I think green could be interesting to check out going forward. Yeah, I think here's the thing like that mono green deck is just it's surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Like it is just surprisingly good. Um, and I, I've done, I've been, I, you know, every time I've played it on the ladder recently, I have had a positive win ratio. So, you know, maybe I'm being a little bit too harsh on it. Give it a try. Give it a try. Uh, the next one I've got for you is I'm not sure Demir Simic or what, but I just wrote Flash. Flash. <laughs> ah, I don't know, man. I think Flash is dead, you know? I really yeah. do. I think, so, with Teferi still being in the format and and with Wilderness Wreck getting an uptick, like, I don't think that Flash has ever been particularly good against Wreck. Um, I think that... Like, here's the problem with Flash, right? If Flash isn't able to answer every single thing that the opponent does, it's probably just not going to be good enough. I think if we do see a return to Flash, I think it's going to be like the Nyssa-centric build. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I do think that Nyssa is a big winner. I think Nyssa is a huge winner overall with this ban announcement. Um, whether it's going to be good enough to start becoming a defining card in the standard, I'm not sure. That's It's probably too early to tell about that. But I think that if we are going to see an uptick in Flash, then I think Nyssa is going to have a lot to do with it. Um, but I, yeah, I still think that Flash... I, I don't necessarily see that Flash gained anything in with this particular announcement maybe i'm missing something what do you think i believe it i believe it gained from the nerf of companion because it could never answer everything like you said as long as it started the game down a card yeah 
so it was in trouble. But it also, in similar to Team or Adventures, it lost in Fires of Invention getting banned because that was one of the matchups that Flash really wanted to be in. Um, so uh, I, I'm curious. I think that the I think I have to revisit Simic and Demir Flash because I think both. I, I think everybody wants Demir Flash to be good somehow, and I think that. It has a lot of cards printed for it, and I think that Simic Flash was a very powerful deck in the past, even in a metagame with, like, food and blue-green ramp. And I think if Nyssa, like, I don't know. We're just going to have to see. Team, some might say that Team Wreck is the good Flash deck because just about everything in it is instant speed. Yeah. And it just blows you out of the water when it gets enough time, as opposed to Flash, which nickels and dimes you out. Uh, unless That's an it. ambusher runs away. it's Wreck is like Flash with double the mana, right? <laughs> right, right. Broken mana. Um, okay, here's, here's my kind of surprise honorary fifth deck that I want to run by you. Gladly. Um, any version of Mutate, do you think it gains or loses? That was my next one. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> I, I thought uh, we reached the end no, of your no, list. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. You can throw this back at me. Um Umori is a loss. It gave that deck a really lovely bridge between the really expensive stuff and the really cheap stuff, but it also opens doors for Mutate to play non-creature spells, which was strictly wrong before because you had a free Umori. So now you can be a Mutate deck, but you have Mystical Dispute, for example, and just negate, and you just catch them when they go to blow up or interact with your creatures. So... Uh, also, Agent of Treachery is gone. Right. Agent of Treachery stealing your mutated creatures was a bit of a feels bad. The deck definitely can snowball, can spiral out of control very quickly. But it still faces the problem of needing to do like big things with big mana on a board that's already set up. And it's sort of like the Winota problem in Standard. When you take Agent away this way to just basically end the game when it hits, you need a board and you need your bomb. And if the opponent can interact with either one, you're in a tough spot. And I think that the decks that are successful will have ways to interact with one or not both. Interactions on the menu, unless your deck has Teferi. You know, that's that's been the way that this Standard has worked out. Uh, Teferi limits it. When Teferi's too big a part of the meta, nobody interacts. When Teferi's a small part of the meta, interaction is limited, uh, but is still pretty prevalent, and only the decks that have Teferi can ignore interaction. So, I don't know. Are you going to play Bant, Teferi, Mutate? <laughs> Ooh, Teferi, Mutate. That's a... Uh... <laughs> That's an interesting notion. I was just the other day wondering whether I could get some kind of white mutate going on. So that's that's something I'm going to be thinking about. Um, I think, again, and I, I've, I feel like I've kept saying this uh, throughout this segment, but I think that mutate has a pretty bad sack matchup. Um, I think that mutate probably can't beat a cat oven. Uh, Not without th- interaction. That's yeah, right. it's like and 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 priest can be hard priest, to mutate. Priest like, devil is so brutal. Yeah, it's so nasty. It's like here's the thing: in a mutate deck, if you can actually get to the point where you're like starxing out a bunch of dorks every turn, then you've completely outscaled a deck like Cat Oven, and you might be able to get the job done. But if they're able to slow you down at all, I just think that you're a total dog in that matchup. So. 
yeah, to, to whatever extent like sacrifice is prevalent, I think that mutate's going to have a really hard time. And I also think that like wilderness wreck probably looks at the mutate matchup as a bit of a lull, you know, it's like, mm. it's like, oh yeah. Oh, you just, you just go ahead and keep doing your thing. I'm just going to hit you for 20 in the face on turn six or whatever. And, you know, sayonara. So yeah, I think, I, I actually think that mutate is, I thought that mutate was going to maybe get a little bit of benefit with the Luca, you know, that being a pretty terrible matchup with that one out of the way, I thought it was going to be doing all right. But I think I agree with you. The combination of losing Umori, the rise of sack decks. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I and with wilderness wreck being incredibly prevalent. I think the deck's going to struggle. Have you seen or tried the Vadrock Apex of Thunder Mutate deck, the Jeskai Mutate deck? No, I've, I haven't even heard okay. of it. Tell me about it. Uh, I, I hate doing this on a podcast where people are listening, but I did a video with it, and I think some of the biggest problems were that it had a bad companion, Gigantha, and that agent decks were just going over the top and stealing land. It's one of the first things I'm going to go back and look at, because... The deck can do some pretty powerful things. It can interact early with aggro decks. It can interact mid to late with mid-range and counterspell-based decks. And it can go pretty nuts with both slinging spells and creatures. So it's one thing I need to go look at again, for sure. Um, yeah, send me that link and I'll put it in the show notes for this episode. Sure you know, I have to say that for me, the biggest loss with Vadrock, because I, at the beginning of Akoria, I looked at Vadrock as being potentially one of the stronger cards in the format. But I think the single reason for me why Vadrock hasn't been particularly playable in Standard is because of the Nombo with Fibblethip. And the Nombo with Fibblethip? Correct. Really? Correct. So <laughs> Fibblethip is basically the only Elvish Visionary that we have in, in Standard oh. at the moment. Uh, okay. And have I you th- tried Callous Dismissal? Uh, Callous Dismissal is an idea. It's an yeah, idea. Yeah, that's, that's um, what I've got in the that's, deck. That's probably one of the better combos. But yeah, I think like the, the lack of good mutate targets in the Jeskai colors was, was the main thing holding Vadrog back. But I'll have to take a look at your list and uh see what you come up with because you know i'm I'm always a believer in the cgb <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not gonna last while i'm a regular on your pod uh, on our podcast because quite frankly if i talk long enough i get everything wrong <laughs> well i think that that's just the, isn't that some law around that we're gonna call that cgb's law Okay, CGB's law. If you talk long enough about something, you're bound to end up being wrong. (laughs) Probably true for a lot of people, to be honest. And uh, speaking of talking long, we've somehow managed to make our bonus episode an hour and 15 minutes long. So perhaps this is a good place for us to wrap it up. Um, I think so. Yeah, but I just wanted to say... um, if there's a good person to be watching moving forward into this new meta, I think CGB is an excellent excellent candidate you can be sure that he's going to be trying you know all of these interesting kind of off matter side matter attacking the matter decks so i'm i'm very interested to see what you're going to be playing over the next couple of weeks cgb i'm you know and excited to talk about it on the upcoming shows 
Thank you. I'm going to be jumping straight into retrying Demir Flash and Jeskai Mutate. How about you? What are you going to be playing next week? Yeah, what am I going to be playing next week? It's interesting. I... It's a shame, actually. To be honest, I, I had just been coming around to Companions in Standard. I was just starting to kind of blossom. These ideas in my head were blossoming around different things that I could be doing with them. So, like, for example, I finally got excited about Zerda. I've been building around Zerda in Standard, right? So I'm I'm losing that. Um, but yeah, He's going I, to spend I, to three honest, days mourning Zerda. CGB. That's what's up. I've, three days mourning Zerda. <laughs> I've, I've i've been memeing because i've just i was so tired i was so tired of all the stuff that was going on there's nothing um, wrong with that so yeah i you know i'm not sure if i if i had to if i had to pick from the stuff that we've discussed so far i think i am going to be trying teamer adventure and seeing how i feel about it because it's a favorite deck of mine um and actually after we talked about mono green i was kind of thinking hmm you know, mono green could actually be pretty sick. So awesome! I'm I'm probably going to be experimenting a little bit more with that as well. Good, go get it. Excellent. And I'm going to take a look at your uh, at your Jeskai Vadrock list here, and if that seems compelling, maybe I'll be giving that a run in standard as well. It's pretty fun. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, CGB. Uh, have a good evening. Thank you to all of you listening, and uh, we will catch you early next week. Bye.